Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Real herbs, real life, real easy. Now, a word from our sponsor. This show is brought to you by The Practical Herbalist, simple ways to make natural living a part of your daily life. Check out their website at thepracticalherbalist.com. Herbal learning can start as early as kindergarten, and it never needs to end. Herb walks and summer camps are a couple of fun avenues into nature and herbalism. Today, we're talking with Anna Bradley, clinical herbalist and co-founder of Whole Earth Nature School, about helping kids connect with nature and ancestral living. Now, here are your hosts, Candice Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. Hi, I'm Candice Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Welcome back, Anna. Thank you. It is wonderful to see you again. I appreciate you. Wonderful spring day. Yeah, it's raining. (laughs) Yet again. (laughs) Yay, Oregon. Yeah, it's a perfect time to take children outside and get them nice and soggy. Absolutely. Yes, Yes. especially if you have pets that can take the walk with you Mm because you can get your pets and your kids soggy and muddy at the same time. Yes. Yeah, and you're kind of the expert in that because you you do your herb stuff, you do your music stuff, you do your mom and stuff, and you have a... A whole earth nature school. I'm sure that every time, every kind of mud, right? Oh, your yeah. Kids, your your students get to experience every kind of mud Absolutely. from soggy sand to peaty bogginess to the swamp, mm-hmm. all of it, right? Mm-hmm. It's the best part of it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, what's that like? What do you do? What I see some. You have some uh, things for kids during spring break and mm-hmm. different things like that. What? Let's say I'm a kid. What am I going to expect here? I mean, you have a big age range for one thing. We do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really important to us that we are able to reach every child possible, no matter their age, their gender, their um, financial abilities, um, that we believe that's every child's birthright to have mentored nature connection. Nice. Beautiful. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. So you have kids as young as like four. Four. And yeah, our summer camps, mm-hmm. we go as young as four and we go up to 17, 18, depending on the program. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what does a four-year-old do? Well, for the four-year-old camps, it's usually four to five-year-olds. And that's, you know, a shorter day camp. So we have, in the summertime, we generally have five-day Monday through Friday camps. And the youngest kids come at the same time as the older ones, around um, 9, 9 a.m. is when camp starts. And then they go home around 1. So they, they don't go as far you know, they've got short little legs. They've got mm-hmm. short attention spans. You know, it's like herding cats. Mm-hmm. They're, they're adorable. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they, it, for them, it's more of just getting the experience of, of being outdoors, being okay with different textures, being okay with being cold or too hot. Um, just, you know, you're broadening you're their horizons. Broadening them. Yeah. 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 They, everything to them is new and they're little sponges. So it's really important that we get these skills to them that it's okay to sit on the ground it's yeah. okay to get your boots dirty. It's okay to get your face dirty because we have kids who are nine or 10 who've never been in our programs who literally refuse to sit on the ground because they're too afraid to. Really? Oh, wow. Too afraid to get dirty and say that their parents will be mad at them if they get dirty. Do you guys it's, have like a waiver parents have to sign? We do it's have okay waivers. If the kid is uh-huh. muddy when he or she comes home. I'm know? sure this says something in the waivers. Thorns happen. Yeah. <laughs> Poison oak happens. <laughs> Ticks yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, it's a hazardous, it's a hazardous thing, but it's part of living. Yeah. Wow. I remember my first tick. I was in third grade. No, fifth grade. I was in fifth grade at a friend's, um, cabin. Mm-hmm. And so the first time I'm away in the woods with other kids 
at this cabin. I get this. I'm the only one who gets a tick, of, of course. course. That's how it and works. And the tick crawled up onto my left eye and nestled <gasps> in what? on my lower oh, eyelid. That's Why? Terrible. I know, right? What a horrific spot. It was awful. And then the moms didn't know what to do because oh. it was right on the very edge. Like that's... it was gripping my eyelashes. Oh. Kind of. It was really bad. Oh. I've never heard that. Oh, it was so traumatic. It was awful. That and we finally got it out. You. And I can't remember how they got the tick out, but it took Fire eyelashes. Brand. It took eyelashes. I had oh, a little bald No, I'm spot. just kidding about that. I'm kidding about that. We, they did talk about, well, should we try matches? But that's so close <laughs> to her eye. Oh, my and, gosh. You know, what about rubbing <laughs> alcohol? No. I mean, there were no. so many. So how do you get rid of ticks? The best way is to get a nice pair of tweezers mm-hmm. to grasp it right at the, at the head as much as possible because most of its head is buried into your skin. Mm-hmm. Grab it. And twist a little bit and pull and Just hope that you get everything out. out because you don't want to leave a head in there. Yes, nope. they did not leave a head. They did take a large patch of eyelashes yes. with it. But, yes. you know, and it took, I can tell you, I can tell everyone out there, if you lose some of your eyelashes mm-hmm. in a tick incident like yes. I did, it may take 15 years for those eyelashes to grow 15 back. 15 really? years? It took a very long time. And they're still kind of sparse in that one spot. Wow, that's weird. Whoa. Since I'm not really a fashion plate, it doesn't matter It doesn't matter. Much, but, you know. Well, I got a tick a earlier time. this year. Where did you? Was it somewhere unspeakable? You don't have no, to No, it was like by my hip. It was like on my hip. Oh, That's okay. not so bad. Um, yeah. I was out where we do our overnight camps, and I always feel it when I get a tick. I've oh. only had a few in my life, but every time I do, I get this weird nervy kind yeah. of pain. Yeah. And I look, and there's a tick, and I pulled wow. it out, and I I am one who swells when I get any kind of <laughs> bite, mosquito, whatever. So did you put mm-hmm. a nerve on it? I put, I put plantain poultice on it nice. every time. Plantain. I always use plantain. Plantain. I assume I don't have Lyme. Astringent. You know, yeah. yeah. Do you have parents that get all up on that? Like, well, my kid could get Lyme disease. Like, well, there's no guarantee through the rest of their life they couldn't get Lyme disease. You know, what you I don't. Do? Stick them in a bubble? Right. Well, yeah. I don't know if I've had parents specifically be worried about Lyme itself, but they are worried about their kids getting bit by ticks. You sure. know, there's definitely. Uh-huh. So we, what we try to do is we create big signs at the beginning of camp, like, here are the hazards that you should know. This will and might happen. Mm-hmm. Here's how you can mitigate those hazards. Have your child come prepared. Mm-hmm. And even still, at the end of the week, we still have parents who are like, well, I didn't know they were going to be in Poison Oak, even though everywhere you it go is Poison Oak. I mean, poison it's oak. everywhere. And we try to avoid and it. And we try but... to avoid it, but some kids are more susceptible to it than others, sure. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's it's a challenge trying to get get parents educated because a lot of these yeah. parents who are bringing their kids to our program actually aren't educated in nature themselves they want the kids to be and so when their kid comes home with a crazy story that they don't understand or weren't there to really get it they freak out or Mm -hmm. you know i don't want my kid to come back because they might get wet they might get wet or whatever yeah might get wet might get wet again yeah. That, <laughs> wow. That's a real. It's a, it's, a, it definitely has happened. I mean, it's not all parents. Most parents right. are like, yeah. sure, get them dirty. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. want you to. But um, that's right. the whole point. But we definitely have some parents who just are uncomfortable and yeah, don't understand. world. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, there are wow. people who have really like not left the city. Yeah. I mean, they are. They spend their lives in metropolis types of areas. They mm-hmm. live in the city. They work in the city. And when they go on vacation, they go to other cities. Yeah. So their time out of the city is on yeah. the interstate highway yeah. to get from one city to the next or in an airplane to get from mm-hmm. one city to the yeah. next. So it's a bubble. It's a bubble. There are people that live that way. And even here in Eugene, where we're very much surrounded by wild places, there are. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it is an economic status, too. 
Not mm-hmm. always, but more inner city kind of stuff. You you find people who don't who've never been outdoors. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and that's a more like high higher economic. Low, well, it can be higher, and a lot of times it's lower too. Uh-huh. It can be really expensive to get out. It can be really country. expensive. I mean, even oh, that's here, true. even yeah. here, our city's pretty small. Yeah. I mean, we've got what hundred thousand people, something like that. Yeah, and. Getting just from my house to the wilderness mm-hmm. requires a minimum of a two what two mile mm-hmm. bike ride, mm-hmm. and that'll get you. If you know whose property you can trespass on, you can maybe get to the river. Yeah, but you know, right, I mean, exactly. there's not a lot of actual nature that's easily accessible. No, we haven't kind of got to have a car. We have an interesting uh, perspective on between Eugene and Springfield. Um, mm-hmm. It's harder to get into Springfield a because. Um, a lot of parents don't have as much money, um, yeah, even though we do offer scholarships. Numbers. How the other side of that though is that they say, "Well, we go outdoors all the time anyway. Why would I want to send my kid to a nature right. school when they're not understanding what we're teaching is more right. than just that?" Yeah, hmm. yeah. Springfield's definitely a whole different mentality. It is. Mm-hmm. It's is more really, like my home where yeah. I grew up. Definitely it is. It's, it's more it's rural, smaller, smaller like, much yeah. less population, yeah. and the mm-hmm. economic levels are much lower. lower. Yes, yeah. Yeah. and yes. people are just more. I think they call it salt of the earth here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, Definitely. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like it here in Springfield. I but like it. there are, there are some things that I find just being in a, a northern climate, things are different up mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Like mm. there's a lot of stuff that actually up here I just feel like you can go rolling around. There's no chiggers. There's no rattlesnakes. Yeah, no. Right. There's, there's not no that water many moccasins. Things. Yeah. The turtles are nice and well yeah, there's like everything. Anything uh, that can hurt nothing. you other than cougars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I mean they're around but they're not going to find rattlesnakes. I've had one who's been to Butte in August. Huge sucker. Yeah. Yeah, you have to work, but yeah. They're around. Well you gotta watch it. Stay on the trail. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you, there's. Just, but we don't teach stay on the trail. That's yeah. the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tell us about that. The well, we yeah. definitely teach about sustainability. We teach about you know it, it, the quote unquote leave no trace, but a different way of viewing that. So, mm-hmm. because we're trying to teach humans that we are part of nature, mm-hmm. yeah, that means you got to stay on the trail. trail. That's like, well, that's because you're human. You got to stay on the trail. You don't belong in the wilderness. Right. And we're trying to to take that away. Hmm. And and realize that you do belong in the wilderness as long as you understand your connection with it and how you can interact with it in a positive way. Right. So we have kids traipsing off into the woods, mm-hmm. building shelters, crawling through bushes, covering their bodies in mud so that they're, they're camouflaged, stalking through the woods, understanding about how to move silently. Mm-hmm. Because that is how we naturally are are as humans in the woods when we're not just traipsing through in our modern clothes and our clunky shoes. Right. right. Well, I think the stay on the trail is for people, perhaps you're, that don't know what to do. You they don't know what the, to do. Yeah. You see the tourists go walking around. Yeah. They just go stomping over this exactly. beautiful site and digging uh-huh. up stuff because they think it belongs to them yeah. as opposed to them feeling like they belong. Exactly. Which is yeah. a different process. Exactly. So, I mean, even... I mean, I've been out mushrooming with a wide variety of people at this point, and it's really sometimes shocking how different, you know, this one person from another is. Some people yeah. walk, tread really lightly in the woods. Mm-hmm. I mean, they may be walking around, cha 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 cha, but their footsteps are light and they're not tearing mm-hmm. everything up around them. Mm-hmm. Other people might be completely silent and quiet, but you can see the trail exactly they have been. left behind yeah. them. And I think that's what Stay on the Trail is yes. usually about in yes. those park settings. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, don't get, but you guys don't are teaching them to lost. tread lightly. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're teaching them to be completely aware of themselves and the environment around them. Exactly. So we're teaching navigation, aidless navigation, how to to open your eyes and use your wide angle vision so that you are Mm -hmm. paying attention to the animals that are around you, paying attention to what happened behind you, in front of you. You know what you're looking at. You know what you're looking at. You know, there are so many people they don't even know what's outside their their front door. Not at all. They don't even. uh, You could ask them. So what what kind of trees you got in your backyard? Do I have trees? No. Yeah, you got trees. trees. Did you know yeah. you have trees? They don't even yeah. know that. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other side of that is teaching kids how to a not get lost, but if they do, how to to not panic. And so, an interesting yeah. thing about getting lost with kids is when you're like three, you know, two to six, let's say. Um, well, maybe a little bit younger, two to five. Most kids don't have that. I. No they, they, they don't think I'm lost. They think my parent is lost. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so where they are is where they are and they don't panic and yeah. they go and hole up in a hole somewhere in a tree and wait till someone finds them. Yeah. They're more likely, lost but me. They're more likely <laughs> yeah. to be found. They're more likely to be alive because yeah. they do what they're supposed to do like a fawn. Yeah. They just curl up and wait for someone to find them. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus as you get older and as you get like a more modern mentality of being, um, you begin to panic, which panic kills. Yes. Panic is, you know, yeah. that's yeah. one of the first things. But we also teach about like, you know, how long can you survive without water? How long can you survive without food? And so we do the, the chain of like um, shelter, water, fire, food. Mm-hmm. Food is very last because you could survive a month without food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not comfortably, but you but could you survive. Could but yeah. if you were in a snowstorm without a shelter, you wouldn't survive an hour mm-hmm. potentially no. with, a, with hyperthermia setting in and all those things. So it's, 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 teaching them the mentality of when you're in the woods, you are home. Mm-hmm. You are where yeah. you're meant to be. And everything around you is not scary because you know what it is. You know who's around you and you know how to interact yeah. and get all your needs from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to impose because the children that we're teaching today are going to be the ones who, when they get older, are going to make, be making the decisions, um, the political decisions, the personal decisions, the moral decisions. As an adult. Right. Mm-hmm. And as you remember, anything that you learned as a child is instilled in you. you yes. know, I, I learned horseback riding as a child. And every time I get on a horse, I... It's like riding a bike. It's you like riding know. a bike. I know exactly mm-hmm. what to do. Mm-hmm. And so some of our kids in our programs have been in, in it since the beginning. We've been around for seven years now. And we have kids who are now teenagers who are giving back, who are starting to nice. teach for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have kids who want to do what we do. That yeah. That's what they do. We have... Uh, coyote and training program, sort of like a CIT, you know, camp counselor training. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we have kids who want to learn to be mentors, nice. do a, a week of training at the beginning of summer camp, and then they can come every, what, how many weeks they want to and, and be a mentor to the younger kids. Oh, fun. Um, so it's, it's, we're trying to give back. We're trying to show different ways of how to, to mentor and be mentored and, um, oh, have different levels of, of this. And so it's, it's beautiful to see, these kids that I've known since they were seven years old, right? Who are now, you know, beautiful adolescents. Yeah. Who um, beautiful, crazy, adolescents. crazy adolescents. But they're um, ready to. They're like, ready. Share. They're ready. All that they've learned, yeah. and, and it's so, it's so amazing yeah. to watch them teach and to watch them, you know, see they know part of you in they them. Know, yeah, they know mm-hmm. how to connect yeah. with the younger yeah. kids. They well, really do. You're just teaching them how to make good decisions. Yeah. You yeah. Know, Absolutely. Instead of instead of looking at something and just reacting to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. looking at it and figuring out mm-hmm. what it is first mm-hmm. yep. before reacting mm-hmm. yep. because we have such a reactive culture yes you know yeah. fear first yes. fear first every time every we see time it. we see it in everything our politics mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. our our 
the way we eat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm hungry right now. Got to stuff you my face eat with now. this, whatever this yep. is. Like, or I can't eat A, B, C. I can't yeah. eat gluten. I can't yeah. eat this. I can't mm-hmm. eat dairy. Can't yeah. eat sugar. Can't eat candy. Can't eat candy because it's all going to kill me. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you're down to you can eat apples. Yeah. Bowl of ice. <laughs> That's it. Now a word from our sponsor. The Practical Herbalist Press. That's in addition to our website and our podcast. That is right. Practical Herbalist Press is all about providing really good books and information by written by experienced herbalists. Us. Us, but others <laughs> eventually as yes, well. that's very true. And it's bite-sized information that we research the heck out of. We have medical information out there that we're really doing a lot of research on. We are, we have growing gardening with herbs. We got stuff for about pets, your yes. home, your family. Ethnobotany. Ethnobotany. Mm-hmm. We also put it in terms of the traditional ways we've talked about historic, herbs. Historic. Like yeah. Historic, mm-hmm. whether they're warm and cooling, that right. sort of thing. Mythical and very practical stuff. The Practical Herbalist Press is dedicated to providing the best herbal related books on the market. Look for our titles on Amazon, search for the Practical Herbalist Press, or visit our website at practicalherbalistpress.com. Well, we had a really amazing experience this summer. We we did four weeks of overnight camp, which is the most we've ever done. That Usually we've done time. two. So yeah. it's called Big Bear Camp mm-hmm. out in Walton, Oregon, near the coast. And um, it's in a beautiful facility at the lodge with yurts, but it's surrounded by public lands. And mm-hmm. so we have their private land, but we also have their public lands that we can use. Right. And so this year, because we've been doing the overnight portion for six years now, we decided it's time to do an advanced camp. Nice. And it was... You had to, you know, come to at least one or two big bear camps before, and you had to be ten to sixteen years of age, mm-hmm. and um, it was a lo- it was a learning curve for us too because mm-hmm. we learned some things about who we should invite and who uh-huh. maybe is not quite ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the premise was is that they were going to make a primitive camp half hour away from the main camp, wow. and that they had to make their own shelters, sleep in them. Yeah. On their own or with a buddy? Well, their own. I mean, they're all in one group, but they had right. to make their own debris hut. Oh, okay. All right. You're not like just send them off. No, no, not, not solo. See you later, no kid. Se- those this no is solo. not Survivor. John looks tender. Yeah. <laughs> this is 30 kids making debris huts on nice. their own. A debris a hut, like a lean-to with, with stuff on it? It's like you have a, a frame uh, that's as, as long as your body that is um, set up kind of a, at a... Uh, what is that? Angle, at like an, an angle, A-frame. like an A-frame angle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with ribbing, which is sticks along the side on either side. And then it's covered in debris. So the yes. idea is that that is your sleeping bag. You it's don't kind need of like to a have. mini long house. Yeah, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without an actual roof because yeah. it's at, at, a it's angle, at an angle. But yeah. yeah. So it's, it's difficult in our climate because we don't have a lot of deciduous trees for leaves. And it's right. nice if you're around grasses so that you have more insulating properties. Mm-hmm. But Because um, yeah. of rain. Yep. Rain. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they were up there. It was a learning curve for them because they expected regular camp, not work camp. But <laughs> it's a lot of work. And they rebelled at first because they didn't oh, quite yeah. understand what was going on. And it was a big deal. We had to sit them down and talk to them about what was happening. And like some kids went home. First wow. time ever that we've had a kid go home Whoa, because wow. it was too much. Wow. Yeah. But we finally turned it around. Good. Um, and they, they realized, okay, now I know why I'm here. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. I've, I've noticed about bearings. the early high school age mm-hmm. is that if they understand yeah. why and they buy into it, yes. it's yes. amazing what yeah. they can accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they don't buy in, yeah. it's amazing what they can stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Know? So so the second night, we the first night we had them sleep out in the shelters without sleeping bags or anything. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of like 
flipped out. Like, I don't know what's going on. I, they all wanted to rebel. And so we you know, sat him down and talked to them and now gave him options. Like, okay, you can bring a sleeping bag. You, if you have to, you can stay down here and sleep down here. And none of them chose to sleep down there. Hmm. Nice. None of them did. And they all... All of them slept the rest of the time up there. So they had to have their temper tantrums, but ultimately they did did it it. anyway. They did it. That's how I do life. That sounds like high school. That sounds like my high school child experience. (laughs) (laughs) We had kids doing a bow drill, which is friction fire, Mm -hmm. um, using only stone tools. So their challenge was they were in groups to make their own bow drill kit from everything around them without a knife. Wow. um, Using only stone tools. And we, I think one group got it. Yeah. Wow. Working together. Got it. And you had them hunting too, right? Not in this camp. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're not. Mm. See, the vegetarian always like looks at the hunting part. And yeah. Like, What's going on with that? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> we are not quite there at the hunting part just because only a couple staff members have actually hunted before. And mm. there's a lot more that goes into that. Yeah. We do want to eventually get there because mm-hmm. it's a big part of it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm okay with harvesting the life of a plant, I should be okay with harvesting life of an animal because they're still living beings. And for, right. from my perspective, there shouldn't be a difference mm. because they're still living. Even if you think a plant isn't or mm-hmm. a plant is different or lower than an animal, I highly disagree that they're lower than animal. I think we're One all is just same. a lot messier than the other. One others. is a lot messier. To be honest, messier. I, I really think that if all Americans looked at it and said, if I'm not willing to kill the animal yeah. to eat it myself, then I should not eat meat, period. I agree. We would have a nation of vegetarians. Yeah, I mean, and that would be okay. It would probably be healthier for mm-hmm. us as people. It would be a lot easier for well, us. For, for the beef industry, especially. Yeah. It'd yeah. be easier for me to find restaurants. Yeah. yeah I'm just going to say mm-hmm. that it would, would be, be awesome. Vegetarians would have a much easier yeah. time in life. Great. Yeah. So it's it's an aspect of it that we we touch upon where we can that we're very you know careful about how we bring it up because sure. it, there is a lot of it's loaded it's loaded it's a very it's a loaded, loaded thing especially in this area yes I mean even especially more, in this area even more than like where I grew up or, yeah you know but it's a huge part of of being connected with the land is is not viewing something as higher than something else mm-hmm. you know yeah. and and but in like a, a traditional culture. We're a lot of times, cousins. maybe the only the males would be the hunters and the, and the females would be the gatherers. And a lot of times right. that's true. And in other right. cases, it's not. Mm-hmm. But, um, but th- it's, where we are right now, mm-hmm. this is where we're doing gender yeah. equity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's what you're teaching. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. So for folks who are not in this area yeah. and therefore are, yeah. you know, living you know, whatever, mm-hmm. several hundred miles away, yeah. wherever, how, how would you go about finding a school like mm-hmm. yours or creating, you know, mm-hmm. teaching your kids? What are some of the things that yeah. you can do to teach your own kids? Well, at this point for our particular school, we don't have anything that, that you could take away with. Um, we don't have a, a takeaway curriculum. However, it is an idea of ours to eventually create curriculum for people to take and create their own schools nice. in other areas, yeah. which is really important. Mm-hmm. The, but a school that is doing sort of that is is Wilderness Awareness School in Washington State. And that is a, um, a school founded by John Young and some other folks who um, – who do adult and kid programs. So they do summer camps for kids and, and probably after school programs and things like that. But mm-hmm. they also do uh, adult immersion programs, like a nine month where you learn how <sighs> to mentor. Like it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like yeah. Fun. But a cool thing about that is, is they have a website where you can purchase a lot of books, um, specifically um, Coyote Mentoring, uh, which is a book about how to, to work with your own kids and work with other kids uh, on the, the core basics of coyote mentoring, like storytelling and core routines of being outdoors, 
uh, journaling and all those kind of things. And then activities and games and songs that you can incorporate um, into your own life and into potentially a program that you might want to do. Right. Nice. And the important thing that I'm getting from this is that you're really teaching these kids. You're not just like throwing them in the deep end and, and yeah. only the, the strong will survive. No. You're, yeah. This is you can't assume it's not it's not a hunger games no not it's hunger not the games. hunger games yeah. no, we did do a hunger games camp right right Ooh, oh there you go we did okay <laughs> corrected yes. 12 went okay. in one lord came out lord of the flies camp is later yes. but mm-hmm. i noticed you do have a ebook the 12 simple steps deep to deep nature connection mm-hmm. and that's for adults and that's mm-hmm. on your whole earth nature school mm-hmm. so that might be a good place to- that's a great resource to just kind of take a look at and see what you can do as an adult to educate yourself before you begin to work with your own kids yeah mm-hmm. um it's a great place to start i i keep forgetting to mention that um you know tracker school is a school in new jersey where we uh my husband and i um have been students of tom brown jr they also have a kids program on the east side, and it's it's the the acronym is COTEF. I think it's Children of the Earth Foundation. I believe is what they call it. Mm-hmm. But they do do kids programs um, through them over on the other side of the states. Um, so that's also a great resource if if you're not in this area. I know Ohio has a great program. Um, I think they're called Coyote Trails because there's a, a a program in Ashland, Oregon called Coyote Trails that does similar things, but they incorporate families into it more. Nice. So if you do a program, a week-long program, you can come as an adult with your kid. Oh, that would be so really fun. fun. It's really fun. That would be fun, but I would not want to be the counselor in that one. It's because amazing. When it's, I yeah. was a camp counselor, mm-hmm. my problem was yes. the first day and the last day. Yes, the parents. Which The parents. Yes, parents. Yes. parents were the problem. Are tricky. Yes. yes. And getting yes. the kid to realize want you know like the second day mm-hmm. mom and dad are not mm-hmm. there anymore yeah. whoever is raising them yeah. so this is all about you right. they freaked yeah. out and then as soon as they got their feet down yep boom, yeah. we were good okay. yep good to go but parents mm-hmm. I, I i'm a parent yeah mm-hmm. i was someone else's hell yeah, yeah. i absolutely yeah. was absolutely yeah, definitely yeah and there there is a, a program in portland um child trackers and or uh, what are they called now trackers northwest or something like that um they do a lot of programs like this. They're more about like, they're more like crazy fun, but they do, they're, they're based on nature skills and, and experiences for kids. It sounds like it's so, spreading. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it, this is, this is, and I truly believe that this is the new nature education and this oh, yeah. should be the new education oh, because God, if this had been around 30 years yes. ago. I would have been like, I would have been all over and th- that. This isn't new. This is ancient. This I is how yeah. kids were taught in, in traditional tribal culture living is yeah. they were taught by their elders and not even their parents so much. They were taught yeah, by yeah. The, their relatives around them through mm-hmm. awareness and questioning. So one of the things that they talk about a lot is the art of questioning. And that's mm-hmm. where you, you start a kid out like, okay, well, what do you see? So they can answer that pretty clearly. And then you move on to what do you hear? Okay, let's, let's talk about that. Um, but then you get to questions where it's like even more difficult, you know, mm-hmm. it takes a more, a little more brain power, a little bit more awareness to, to answer that question. And then eventually you get to a question where there's no way they could answer, but you're piquing their interest so that they go out and learn their own and come back and have, it out. yeah, mm-hmm. cause it's not always about the answer. It's not the about question. the answer. We, as, as, as our staff, we never train them to tell them the answer. We train them to ask them questions and to have them figure out themselves and to help mm-hmm. them along the way to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right. And don't tell them to just Google it. No. That doesn't work very Not at well. All. Yeah. <laughs> can yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So if you're a parent somewhere, wherever, in the United States, anywhere mm-hmm. else in the world, what kinds of things, what will be like some of the keywords you're going to be looking for when mm-hmm. you're looking for a school that does something similar? Yeah. You can look for ancestral living skills. 
nature connection, nature mentoring. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones here. Um, nature living skills, primitive skills. Uh, you might want to be careful with survival skills because it might lead you to something uh, else. Right. Yeah, survival skills um, can definitely get you into get the zombie you. apocalypse. Yes, yeah, right. for sure. Of which I'm always a fan. It's always you interesting. Know, I enjoy that, it's but always interesting. it's very different. Yeah. But those are the, yeah. the key words of what we're doing. Okay. Is those kind of things. And definitely, if you do look up Wilderness Awareness School, they might have other resources around the country to kind of guide you sure. towards and, and others too. And so, are there any particular questions when you're calling to say, oh, I'm thinking about signing my kid up? Anything that you should make sure you remember to ask? Of the parent or of the, or of the parent? As a parent, calling. I'm calling yeah, you up and saying, oh, I think I might sign my kid up. Yeah. Is there going to be poison oak? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, let me get wet. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely asking Will about... Will they ever try again? Yes. <laughs> You're definitely asking about the hazards and whether, you know, um, you're ready for your child personally to to let them do these things yeah i think for some parents that is a big step actually Mm -hmm. to let your kids go out and potentially eat plants you can't identify Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. i remember the first time our son picked out a plant that was uh it was a little miner's lettuce on the trail Mm -hmm. he was up with dad and and he and I had gone with Sue on an herb walk and he was mm-hmm. very proud of his mm-hmm. knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and he was out there and we had then later that week found the same miner's lettuce on the back hill and yeah. he was quite proud that he remembered, he remembered accurately. It. He went out with a walk on a walk with dad yeah. when I was not there and he picked it up and said, look, dad, I can eat this and popped it right in his mouth. And dad just about had a heart attack. Yeah, seriously. What are you doing? Dad brought Five home a little handful of it. He's like, yeah. oh my God, Candace, is this safe? I'm like, yeah, it's totally safe. Yeah. I don't recall oh that part God. of it. <laughs> you was, did. You brought yeah. home some of it. He was pointing out all the stuff he could eat. I can eat that. I can eat that. I can eat that. Aww. And he picked something up and ate it. And you brought home a sprig of it and showed it to me. And you were like, oh my God, did he just like eat something poisonous? And I'm That's like, what no, I would have done. Lettuce. I would have brought home a sample. Is this okay? Yeah, what exactly. Heck is yeah, that makes sense. And he yeah. was all proud yeah. of himself. He's like, see, Dad, I yeah. told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when he was cool. He was yeah. like five at the mm. time. He was got away with <laughs> he it. He was, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then, he then he grew up. Then he grew up. That's good. You brought your kid to adulthood. Yes. Yeah. Well, halfway. Mostly. Yeah, we're going enough. through the hardest years. You know, mm-hmm. the years when you're most likely to just smack them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, we love having our kids; they're mm-hmm. super fun. And thanks for yeah. teaching children these yeah. wonderful skills. Yeah, it's absolutely. Make, make better adults out of them. Make a better world. Hopefully, that's yeah. the goal. Well, this is the kind of class that Finn would really be interested in. I mean, he was interested in uh, Northwest Youth Corps, yeah. but. Mm-hmm. I think this is something, you know... It's a little then, different. It's a little different. Yeah, well, then yeah. he found well, out Northwest right, Youth right. Corps is all about doing a lot of work. It is. And he's, but it, it makes... You know, our, our biggest instructor who's been with us since he's 16 was a Northwest Youth Corps right. student. And, but, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with, with the work it's and, and, work. and oh. managing yeah. trails mm-hmm. and doing what they're doing. Yeah. But I think, you know, making you know fire and doing mm-hmm. the lean-to, and that's all stuff Finn has wanted mm-hmm. to do. And For a long time. A long yeah. time. Yeah. 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 Now that he's of this age, he could totally get into it you should come to summer camp yeah yeah that's why i might be signing his little self up yeah (laughs) and of course it's a big thing that we offer scholarships up to 50 percent off depending on financial needs so that's a big part of it that's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. yeah thank you for honoring that that. well anna lovely to have you here thank you yes and And we will have links in the show absolutely yeah to the whole earth nature school and to your feral botanicals Mm -hmm. and 
in the Facebook. Other, we'll get mm-hmm. your Facebook link yeah. on there. People have every way to contact you. So, yeah. so this questions. is on the show notes. People that are listeners, if they go to the practicalherbalist.com and check out our show notes, then they'll see these links here and a lovely picture of Anna herself mm-hmm. in Yay. all of her glory. <laughs> and other information on our website, we have our other shows yes. on there, and we have um, a whole bunch of recipes, and we have articles, blogs, um, first aid. Yep. Oh. Links to our books. Links to our books, our ebooks on different mm-hmm. herbs and the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, Herbalism for the Zombie Apocalypse, yeah, which is a right. survivalist style novel uh-huh. that includes novel and. Nonfiction. Yep. And some monographs in there on mm-hmm. herbs. It's a pretty fun way of And the teaching. pocket herbal. And the pocket herbal. Of course. Yep. yep. There's just a whole plethora of things on that website. Um, people can contact you, Anna, on... Uh, well, you could go to wholeearthnatureschool.com. Uh, I also have my email, Anna, at wholeearthschool.com, okay. which is a great way to connect with me if you have any questions or whatever, or just contact us at wholeearthschool.com for any general questions about Whole Earth Nature School. Very cool. Beautiful. And we have a Twitter account. Yes, we, we have, have Twitter. We have Facebook. Facebook page. And there's also a hashtag on the practical, hashtag the practical herbalist on Instagram. Yes. And we love to have feedback. Please give us some more feedback. And we get um, comments a lot and we read them. We really, really do. Mm-hmm. And that's what inspires many of these programs. And um, some people have recommended folks to talk to. And so we just, we like the interactions. Yeah. Thank you again. Thank you. With us. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>